0: Hey, Love Leaders, it's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Love Leading Podcast with Dr. Shannon, and we are kicking off our new series that you've been hearing about, New Year, New Us. And together with my friend, Pastor Greg Frelick, we are going to be joining you in the next weeks to come to talk about what could possibly be plan for the new us in this new year. So welcome with me, Pastor Greg Freilich. He is the pastor of the Difference Church, and the Difference Church is a mobile church. That's right. And I know that is a different kind of word than what we are historically um, connecting with the word church. So we are anxious to hear about who you are and what is the Difference Church and what is a mobile church. So welcome with me, love leaders. Pastor Greg.
1: Hey everybody. Um, so glad to be here. And um, I hope this series, um, New Year, New Us, really speaks to your heart. Um, uh, because there's renewal out there. I and
0: love that message. 2024
1: can be such a great year for you and for your marriage. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, a mobile church. What is that?
0: <laughs> well, um Let's start broad and we're yes. gonna start narrowing it down. Uh, yeah,
1: so really um having been a pastor at a what I would call now a brick and mortar church. That's a church that uh, we call the building, the church. But the real meaning of that word is the people always meant the people. We say that, but we really point at the building and we say, well, that's the church. Um, But back in uh, 2019, I had a vision.
0: Way before pandemic. Yeah,
1: before the pandemic. I had a vision, really was a dream. To start a church with no building, mm. where we wouldn't recruit people through marketing efforts and all that, and we wouldn't even recruit funds, funds, and 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 ask people for money. And um, this was in April of 2019.
0: That's a big vision.
1: Yeah, um, the Lord told me to wait, and that He was going to teach me some things personally, which we'll get into. Yeah, about my own restlessness I that like I
0: had. That word.
1: Yeah. Uh, so God taught me some things in that year. And then, man, if you you can't make this stuff up, in April of 2020, we had no to close kidding. the building temporarily because sure. of the virus. Yeah. I mean, everybody was closing across mm-hmm. the world,
0: Absolutely. including
1: the church that I was uh, pastoring at the time. And uh, that's when the Lord said, now you understand why I gave you this vision of a, a mobile church, which is church beyond the building where we're living it out as a lifestyle mm. not about sunday morning
0: i love that god is sovereign he is yeah. fully in control he knew what was going to happen and he was already preparing your heart yeah and giving you what he wanted you to do for next steps so okay so you closed that the brick and mortar yeah. you shifted time is now yeah. to this mobile church june of
1: 2020 at wow. the height of the panic
0: unbelievable
1: i I got up on stage and i said we were back open at that point i said i said i've been given this you know mission from the lord to uh start this mobile church and so i'm 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 leaving and this is june of 2020 my my wife at the time was working part-time at a barbecue joint you know and wow um, i had two kids in college two kids in private high school when you say
0: wife at the time
1: yes my wife of twenty-seven <laughs> years. Yes, we're, we're just one a, wife.
0: You still married. Yes. That. yes yeah, yeah, but at that time, your wife yeah. was working at a barbecue place. Yeah. Okay. Part
1: time, you know, uh-huh. for some extra money. Yeah. So this was a big, uh, big, big leap. Oh, a big leap, and then wow. and then and then for the Lord to say, "Don't recruit anyone, and don't go soliciting funds." In fact, for the last three years, we haven't even asked for money. We haven't taken an offering. Wow. Um, and now we've grown and um, we're giving. And God um,
0: blesses anyway. Yeah.
1: Right? That's kind of how he works. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's been amazing. And then you and I meet.
0: Yes. So, yeah. Before that, though. Yeah. Because this is a series on marriage. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So having been a pastor's wife for 34 years myself, there are unique challenges to those people that are called into ministry leadership um there's this false myth that we don't struggle in our our personal um relationships that we are supposed to be perfect that we um, are role models and beacons of light which can be absolutely true but also bring kind of this element of you know we kind of have to Really, kind of hide and protect the image, right? Right. Um, we are going to be talking and blowing some of those um, myths out of the water today, but before yeah. then, I'm kind of like this lover of love stories. All of my love leading community out there knows that if you're gonna run into me somewhere, somehow, <laughs> we have like an extra 10 or 15 minutes. Eventually, I'm going to ask you, all right what's the secret sauce? How did it get started? Be honest and vulnerable about the unique challenges. So um, I want to just make sure that my um, community knows you, you bleed red, um, and you are authentic and real. But tell me, so you've been married to your beautiful bride, Felicia, Felicia. 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 Yep, yep, Felicia. Yep. I'm sorry out there if you're listening. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. I don't want to chop it up.
1: No, it's perfect.
0: Felicia of 27 years. So tell me, what is y'all's love story? Wow.
1: Um, <laughs> I'll give you the somewhat Reader's Digest version. Okay. I, I'm originally from Green Bay, Wisconsin, which okay. is a pretty small town. Mm-hmm. People see the the football team, and think it's big. It's a very small town. Like cheese, right? School. All cheese, all, all day. cheese, all cheese,
0: all day. Um,
1: had never, <laughs> I had never been to Florida. I'd never seen the ocean. And I graduated from Marquette University. Okay. Uh, moved to Colorado for a stint, and then had an opportunity to move to Chicago. Was like, why am I moving to places that it snows? <laughs> um, and through through a business opportunity, ended up coming to visit Florida.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And of all places. My wife is from originally from Miami. A girl from Miami is not necessarily looking to meet a guy from Green Bay on the no, beach.
0: No, you're exactly right. But a
1: guy from Green Bay would be happy to meet a girl on the beach. Absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. So I did. I met my <laughs> wife on the beach. Um,
0: That's a true Floridian love yeah, story. Yeah,
1: yes. And um, we hit it off right away and um, started dating uh, long distance for about three months. And I was visiting here for work. Uh-huh. Yes. And um, I realized, wait, I am I had a mobile business at the time. You could, I could work anywhere. Yeah, I could live wherever I wanted. And I said, there's a place where the sun shines almost every day. Uh, moved this down a beautiful girl that I yes. met on the beach. <laughs> yeah. And and honestly, we were kind of just from the word go, um, just felt like we had this connection, this bond. And um, I moved here and started started my life. We dated for like three and a half years before we got married. Um, so we really had an opportunity to to know each other. Gosh, lots of awesome. bumps and bruises even along that way. Though, sure, right. Sure. Um, and then got married and uh, four kids later, four boys.
0: Oh, wow. Later
1: in 27 years. Um, we just reached this milestone of sending our final son off to college this past fall
0: big transition for marriages yeah Mm -hmm. oh my goodness So
1: we're in a new phase okay new season of life
0: so at the time did felicia know felicia Mm -hmm. did she know that she was marrying a man that was going to be called into the pastoring No.
1: no in fact we weren't really following Jesus, we were Christians, you know, mm-hmm. we wore the name tag. We Correct. Identified ourselves Culturally. as, we believe in Jesus, yes. right. But we weren't really walking the walk. Okay. And it wasn't until a few years later that um, that calling that God had put on my life at 12 that i had sort of run from, oh, honestly.
0: Wow. 12 years old. Yeah,
1: I knew sitting in a pew that God was calling me to leadership for him. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what that was supposed to look like. Yeah. And um but over time it started becoming clear. Fortunately, she was moving in the same direction of getting oh, this closeness wow. with God I and I was this getting story. this closeness with God. Yeah. And so it was kind of a natural thing as we walked together. Remember, we were married for oh gosh, 14 years where I worked in the business world. Before I stepped out, stepped out and went into leadership and ministry,
0: and she, you both were in this process of God moving hearts at the yeah. same time. Yeah, and so when the opportunity came, both were like, "All right, let's, yeah." And it was huge risk. Let's jump. Let's jump. Yeah, let, we but jumped. we're going to jump together.
1: Yeah, and it was really, you know, as as a lot of people know. You know, when you're together in a marriage, you're building a family, finances right. are a big deal. I mean, you have to provide.
0: Absolutely.
1: And um stepping into ministerial leadership from being in, I had my own company at the time was a huge drop off mm. financially mm. for our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look back now, you know, that was 14 years ago. Wow. Um, we have thrived i mean we haven't missed a meal we had to shift some things sure but they've all been shifts of the heart which have led to on the same page yeah unity
0: right which probably preps you we've done this before Mm -hmm. we've taken a leap of faith before yeah and so fast forward june 2020 all right let's go deeper level and so she was all in
1: yeah, surprisingly, a lot of credit for her, honestly, because she's not the risk taker that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more like, wait, hold on. Right. You know, she takes a little longer to process the things.
0: profile of women t- tend to lean towards more security. Yeah, and that's so, definitely her. Yeah, uh-huh. But
1: she knew that she knew that she knew that this was God calling. I and um, that. so when it's God calling, right, you you have to go.
0: Absolutely. And so we
1: didn't know what we were doing. We didn't, we really did not know what we were doing. <laughs> we officially launched in November mm-hmm. of 2020. And um, like I said, that's over three years ago now. And um, it has been truly, truly the adventure of a lifetime. And you're it's, doing it
0: together. We're
1: doing it together. If
0: you're a part of my community, you've heard me talk about spiritual intimacy and how when couples find a conjoint shared purpose and meaning that they are equally both invested in and are walking that path together. There's a layer of that love connection that sometimes you don't find unless you find that purpose. Yeah. I love that.
1: Not without challenges, of course. Okay.
0: Let's get into that. And that's what I absolutely um, adore about this, this man and the way that he leads his community. He doesn't lead just from a place of shoulds and rules. um, But Humility and authenticity. Yeah. So, I know that ministry is hard. Yeah. As you have already alluded to, Um, it comes with unique challenges that a lot of, um, you know, other. It's just nothing else like that. You know that we're in this place of leadership, Um, but also that your bread and butter depends on us. Yeah. We're paid Christians, right? We're paid professionally, um, to to be perfect right right. and so there's walk the walk to walk the walk and so when we step outside of the bounds like you know all of us do um other people don't have the repercussions or the potential consequences that it can provide Mm. so it's a very it's a balancing act right of how do we do that in a real authentic way but also um that we are doing it with the message of hope that you know god can even speak into those areas of challenge. So can you share with us um just a little bit of the unique challenges that maybe even personally you've had to walk through sure. with your uh, beautiful bride.
1: Yeah. Well, it it really it it really is a shift from and many of you can relate to this when you're My wife was a stay-at-home mom Mm. for many years. And so I was, yeah, yeah, so I was out there, you know, working and traveling and going through all of this. And it's really, really difficult because there's this, I mean, we shouldn't be driven by fear, but oftentimes we are, we're, we're driven by fear of not having enough. What if I can't provide? What if we lose our house? What if I can't give my kids certain things?
0: Yeah. And that is the struggle of most profiled men anyway. Can I pull this off? There's always that deep seated kind of inadequacy. Can I be seen as good enough? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The problem with that is it puts the pressure on the wrong place. It puts the pressure on me individually. I got to do this. I got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. No one was really built for that kind of pressure. And it's really not true. If you say, I believe in Jesus, Mm -hmm. and I believe that he came for me and that God is my provider, Mm -hmm. he made a way for me.
0: That you're not in it alone.
1: Yeah. And I started thinking like, wait a minute. Even even those that have, even the homeless, they're, they're fed. I mean, and Jesus tells stories about that. Like, hey, why are you so worried about your life? Like, even the sparrows are going to be okay. Like, not one falls to the ground without the father knowing it. So how much more precious are you, Greg? Mm-hmm. I had to let go of this single-minded army of one. I got to make it happen and say, okay, God, I'm going to put you to the test. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to provide for me? Because mm-hmm. I will go. Mm-hmm. Send me, I will go, I will be a light, but you're gonna have to provide because I don't know how the numbers are gonna work. Mm. That was the number did, one challenge.
0: Exactly. Numbers on paper. Yeah. Aside from the Lord breathing life into those numbers on this yeah. paper, yeah. sometimes don't always tally up in the no. black, right? Right. right. It did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um fortunately, you know, we we shifted some lifestyle things mm-hmm. and you start to discover what's really important. Um, Mm. in life right it's not about the the wealth it's not about the brand it's not about any of that it's really starts to become about the important things of the heart correct and so fortunately my wife was on board with that and um she knew that there was something deeper Mm. for both of us Mm. in life you know Mm. and um so that's been an amazing journey so going from this business world into now i worked for a large church.
0: Which can be some like corporate kind of world sure. and oh, then not much. either. So it's yeah. like, yeah.
1: Yeah, you first come into that and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. Now I don't have to deal with politics or any of that in the workplace. And <laughs> I, I was wrong.
0: Our egos. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Everybody's perfect and we're all going to get along. <laughs> yeah, kubaya story. No, it's hard. been? challenging. Yeah, you've personalities. Been well. right. Yeah, there's
1: personalities and there's still... People bring all of their stuff
0: agendas, into yeah.
1: their workplace, yeah, whether right. it's a church workplace, whether yeah. it's government, right. whether it's. Um, and so there were there were challenges there. There's expectations of my wife as a pastor's wife. Right. Has to sort of act a certain way. She's expected to be there, mm-hmm. she, but yet she doesn't get any thing for it.
0: Correct. You know? And you know what, it's really kind of, you're so right. I mean, a lot of times the church world um, has those unspoken role expectations yeah. of ministry um, leaders, wives. Um, and I guess it's that way in politics, I, you know, there, there has to be this, you know, norm, cultural norm of, that kind of, we feel pressured to move into. Yeah. Um, and, and it really is, a conjoint calling with one salary.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and then what happens is too right because I became the face. Mm-hmm. I'm on stage. I'm in videos. I'm all these things, and so
0: and you use your life stories, yeah, as illustrations, and sometimes that sure. unfortunately involves the people closest to you, wives and children. Right,
1: <laughs> right. and they they want to have some level of privacy. They want to have some <laughs> yeah. anonymity, but there's not a whole lot
0: no. you know there,
1: and then the pressure to look a certain way or act a certain way is there, whether, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just admitting it. It's, it's there. And I, I find that when you're not your, your full authentic self, there's this now uh, this tension
0: mm-hmm.
1: between who you really are and the role you're playing. And I think yes. that tension for all of us is, uh, is where we find ourselves anxious or, or depressed or dealing with feelings of of restlessness yes. that, that need to be solved
0: so there's a big word for that in the psychobabble world it's called cognitive dissonance you mm. know the gap between who we know to want to be yeah. and who we are presenting and actually being yeah. right so yeah. uh, we'll get into that another another time but yeah. um okay so fast forward you, big shift lifestyle shifts cultural norm shifts yeah some kind of um Normal kind of challenges in kind of both worlds, uh, business, but a little bit more personal yeah. when it comes to ministry leadership. So, can you share with us, Pastor Greg? I mean, maybe kind of a, a a walk of challenge and how you guys got through it. I mean, just so that you put skin and bones. Yeah, on I mean, I are can, for my community yeah, out sure, there.
1: Sure, sure, I can. I can share that. So when you go from getting married and then, you know, four or five years later, starting to have your first kid, and then in in a matter of five years, you have four kids, four boys. And boys. Yeah. And then in the midst of that, you make a complete career shift oh, wow. um, from sort of being able to provide for your family, unlimited commissions, that kind of stuff, to this fixed income pastoral ministry you know, much lower income, all of that
0: working weekends. Yeah.
1: And, and, and there's something that happens when you start, when you start making the shift where it's like, well, now I'm answering the call to minister to people. You can get distracted from what's really important. And that is your family, your children, your wife, your marriage has to be your number one ministry. And oftentimes. You know, I would say it is, but is that really true? Is that how my actions are following? There was always another ministry opportunity. There was always another funeral, another hospital visit, another wedding, another service. And let's be
0: honest, those weddings only happen on the weekends. Funerals happen. um, They come up out of nowhere. Groups are at night. Groups are at night, emergency on call, yep. you know, crisis doesn't have a, a business clock to yeah. it. Right. Yeah. It's around and the it's around the clock. Right. Yeah. So in
1: the midst of that, and then for me it was new. So I'm throwing everything into that. And then all of these kids have so many needs and so many changes happening. And mm-hmm. my wife is at home trying to manage all of this. Um
0: sometimes solo.
1: Yeah. You for the
0: sake of the call. You
1: sort of lose <laughs> your identity a little bit in in your your couplehood of where you started and you feel like mm. well I'm over here doing all of this and she feels like well I'm over here doing all of this and you're sort of working in opposite directions. And I feel like we found ourselves there. Yeah. A uh, lot. Yeah. So
0: you're working for the same cause yep. but in different, you know, lanes that are kind of running side by side with not a lot of crossover.
1: Yeah. And then what happens is it creates um tension and it mm. creates feelings of well he's not showing me love well she's not showing me love in certain ways and if you're not careful and this happened to us you focus so much on what you're not getting instead of what you're supposed to be giving Ooh. that you end up sort of you know on opposite ends of the bed going well i'm not going to do anything i'm
0: not going to reach yeah so, that is so worth repeating you're focused more on what you're not getting yeah in in instead of focusing on what you'd be willing to give correct oh my gosh i love that yeah so how did you i mean what are your rhythms what are your stakes in the sand how did you get through and how do you continue to yeah. to rise to that occasion because you're still in ministry
1: sure so here's the big shift um like huge huge shift in my own understanding having gone from i went from being a christian to being a follower of Christ.
0: Okay, that's big. I I, I know because I know you, yeah. I know what that difference is. But for the sake of my our, my community out yeah. there, let's go a little bit deeper. What are the, yeah. the subtle differences?
1: Yeah, it's a difference between religion and relationship, I love ultimately, it. is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And for me, I was so busy serving God and doing all of these things. It's It's like this. This is how I'll say it. The world's way is that I have to do, do, do in order to have, 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 mm. in order to be someone. Mm. I achieve this thing. So now I am. And But that's not the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus is, no, no, no. You already are, and you already have access to everything. Therefore, go do. Mm. I had to get that shift in my life because I was, I was even distracted, I think, in some ways with ministry. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing it out of that place of, rest right. i was doing it from a place of busyness yeah. and trying to earn yes. something
0: i love this because i know your brand is all about the um advancing the principles of solitude and serenity yes meditation and we're going to get yes. all into that yeah but i i'm thinking not to simplify it because it's not a simple process right instead of doing the things in order to get god right you um, are really emphasizing we go to God in that relationship in order to go do these things.
1: Right. And I'll give you a great example. Having just celebrated Christmas, most mm. people give gifts, mm-hmm. right? If I brought you a gift and you there was some expectation that me giving you this gift that you had to like get me a gift, or you better do something to earn this gift. It's not really a gift, is it? No. It's mm-hmm. an exchange. exchange. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a business transaction. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what Jesus did on the cross. Mm-hmm. He gave us a gift because he said, "You're worth it to me. I want to offer this as a gift. Here, here you go. Take yeah. it." Yeah. When you truly understand that you can receive that gift mm-hmm. that he says, "Greg, I love you as you are. You're mm-hmm. you're good." Does that mean I'm perfect? Of course mm-hmm. not. I'm I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a human being. I have the same temptations that everyone else has. But I can, if I can really receive like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm good. He says that I'm good as is because of what Jesus did for me on the I cross, then I can take a deep breath and I'm not trying to earn it. And I'm not trying to suck it out of other people. Right, I just have it from the Lord. Okay. It's a place of rest.
0: So we're we're talking about us. Yeah. But now this is kind of this individual shift. It's so important. So important. Yeah.
1: If you missed this. Tell
0: me how that impacted your marriage.
1: Okay. So this is so good. I'm I'm excited for these next few weeks because yeah. really
0: we're gonna really choose that we, this yes, it's this, but
1: but there there can be renewal in your marriage, really good renewal in your marriage. And I we want that for you, but it has to start with renewal for you first. I love that you message. have to be able to push away the busyness and the distractions of life and yeah. really come to this understanding that you are loved as is. When you buy a new car, I mean a used car. They make you sign a thing that says as As is is. you're buying the car as (laughs) is you're loved as is. And unless you set aside those distractions, and for me, I think part of the reason why God said, I want you to give it all up and walk away from it Mm -hmm. and start this whole new thing was that I personally needed to understand the depth of his love for me Mm -hmm. so that I could now be the husband that my wife really needs me to be
0: such a, such a great message because as we're entering into this season, most people start this kind of evaluation with New Year's resolutions and they set their own personal goals. Yeah. But as I have been talking to my community leading up to this new series about evaluation across the board, what are your personal goals on how you prepare yourself to become the best version of yourself yes. that you are showing yes. up for, yes. for your spouse? Yes. Right. And so the inventory, is not just personal goals? It's personal goals as they layer into your relationship goals. Yeah. Right. Yep. Do, do you want to speak to that?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that where it has to all begin. And in my year, I told you that I had this vision in April of 2019. Well, why did God not pull the trigger on it until Mm. April of 2020? Because I needed that year to deal with my own restlessness inside. I wasn't the best version of myself coming home you bring that restlessness into your home and it causes frustration and Mm -hmm. anger and bitterness and all these things come out. Right. That was coming out of me at times. That's what
0: I'm seeing in my couples is that it's not intrinsic necessarily always to the relationship itself, that sometimes individually um, how a person lives and is able to operate in their individual lives Um, Whether they have lack of stress um, tolerance or stress Mm -hmm. management skills, Mm -hmm. either that causes them to not be fully present in the relationship or um, they're dumping all of their stuff for the other person to kind of help them navigate, which is not true intimacy anyway, right? No. no.
1: So I learned personally... Again, I think of out of the personal, we can then share with other people. Mm. I learned what I now call the four S's. Okay. S number one is such a simple thing, but we don't really know what it is. And it's just solitude.
0: Ah, uh, That speaks of volumes in and of itself, even though it's not supposed to, because the word in an essence is not speaking volume, solitude. We don't do that as a culture in no. a society. No,
1: we reach for our phone as soon as we have a minute a, a breath something we reach mm-hmm. for our phone and we're like what else can i feed myself with and that just produces this chaos mm-hmm. in you because you you weren't meant to receive all of this stimuli over time and so god had to rip that stuff out of my hands he had to rip movies out of my hands and music and podcasts and mm-hmm. all these things i would get in the car and be like oh, i got to search for something uh-huh. Uh-huh. and slowly over a year he literally said just let it let it go put it down stop and i found places of solitude like literally 10 minutes where i shut everything else out including my family yeah i needed a break from them
0: yeah i needed a
1: time out from my kids (laughs) right and so i found solitude we're not
0: talking about exiting we're talking like 10 minute renewal and equipping yes yes yes. like where
1: i am Going outside, and I'm going and sitting and resting
0: and breathing.
1: looking at breathing. Yes, breathing and looking at the sky <laughs> and the birds and rising. Yes. Hold on, there's something much bigger going on here than my little world of ah, and mm-hmm. chaos.
0: I love this.
1: And then I stretched that solitude. To so I started with like ask. 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I now can go 30 minutes to an hour of having times of solitude. Mm-hmm. There are times where you need to get away. Mm. like for a weekend of has have a little retreat Retreat. a personal retreat and then yes that moved me into the second ask because what i was doing then eventually when i had that solitude is i better pray i gotta pray i gotta pray oh my gosh where's my list god i need and i need and i need and the uh, outline yeah and god was like ah i already know all those things i don't need your prayers i have some things i want to tell you this is good oh man when that hit me I it really it really rocked my world because think about it right as a dad I already know what my kids need yeah. and um, if my kids are constantly asking me for things I just want to be like hey, 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 shh. Yeah. hey I want to I want to tell you something hey, hey mm-hmm. you know we have a trip coming up hey hold on shh. right this is what God was saying to me he's like Greg I want to I want to tell you some things I want to show you some things remember in the year I had no idea I had no idea was I was going to do this. No, right. I had no, I, I knew pieces of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. And so I started just quieting my mind, uh-huh. learning how to, in the times of solitude, let the mm-hmm. thoughts go, let my mind breathe a little bit. All those thoughts are coming in, let them come in and let them go and just receive.
0: And because listen. communication is a two-way street. Yeah. Prayer is one way. Yeah. Um. When you sit and listen. Yeah. That is the uh, the second part of yeah. that meditative relationship that you describe, right? That God speaks to us, yeah, yeah, and I it brings
1: that. a it brings a clarity mm. of mind, and it brings a clarity of heart that I didn't have before. I would reach mm. for something to do mm-hmm. instead of just receiving in the moment, mm-hmm. yeah. and it it um, it shifted a huge a huge thing in my heart and it allowed me now to deal with my own stuff mm. so that chaos I felt that restlessness I felt I said Lord can you show me can you tell me why am I feeling this way mm. over time listening he said it's because you don't know what intimacy looks like
0: yeah intimacy because you you experience it first and foremost with the Lord, and that's the model that you can then transform, show up for in your marriage. I like this. Yes, and this you so you,
1: you have the intimacy for life method. So how would you define right. intimacy? Because I think people don't understand. They think sexual intimacy, that's not what, that's, we're, talking that's not what we're talking about. That's
0: not what we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because we are going to be diving into all the um, teasing out of what this true goal for, you know, beyond just vanilla, beyond just mediocrity and marriage. What can we really think outside the box? Because the intimacy for life method in this um, realm, intimacy is to be seen and to be known and to see and to to know. And at deeper levels, Mm -hmm. then I just know my spouse's um, favorite color. I know she has this rhythm. He has this rhythm of this is what his likes and preferences are. But no, it it is a deeper level of knowing um, deep desires and feelings and perceptions and um, just that that chemistry of connection of knowing. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of quantify, but we're going to we're going to spend some time trying Love it. Um, but you had to do that in your own personal walk and journey with the Lord first. Okay. You're on now the third S.
1: Yes. The third S was (laughs) I was reading the Bible to gain more knowledge. And instead what the Lord showed me said, "Lord, Greg, just meditate on the scripture, S scripture differently than just trying to read for knowledge. Mm. So what I started to do is after I had solitude, and silence. And I quieted my mind and I was listening to God. Mm -hmm. Then I would open up the word. I would open up the Bible Mm -hmm. and I would start to read. And as soon as something would jump out at me, I would stop. I would close it. And I would ask the Lord, huh, what do you want to teach me in that? I'll give you an example. One day I read Psalm 4610. I didn't have my Bible, so it's on my computer. And so I was reading on the computer and I looked up I don't know, something about peace or a, a verse about peace and Psalm 4610 came up and it was a version I had never read before. It's called the NASB version.
0: New American Standard. Yeah. Well. yeah. I usually
1: read NIV or one of those. Yeah. And it said this, it said, the, the, the one we've all heard is be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. The NASB version says cease striving Ooh. and know that I am God. And okay. I closed, you know, I, I shut the computer down and I rested and I like to journal. I think that helps me get my get my thoughts and listen to what God is telling me. And I journaled like four pages about what does that look like in my own life yeah. to stop striving uh-huh. for things and to just know he's God. He's got it. And so that's how I meditated on scripture now.
0: Yeah. Curious questions. Yes. What do I need to know from yes. this? Yeah gosh, we could transfer these. If this is the intimacy connection with the Lord, it has to be the model of connection with your partner. How much do we spend time just resting in solitude with one another, silence with one another, asking curious questions of one another, gonna have to write a book
1: yeah this is good
0: this is so good this
1: leads to the fourth s okay um the fourth s is a word that many people don't really know it's a hebrew word called sabbath Mm. what does sabbath mean sabbath literally means to rest the
0: opposite of striving yes yes
1: to rest and what happens is when you have solitude and silence, bringing in scripture, listening to what the Lord has for you. He starts to lead you and guide you in the ways he helps you to become a better father, Father. to become a better husband, to become a better friend, Mm. to to become a better pastor, to become a better employee, Right, Mm. all of these things. Mm -hmm. So that now I can work from a place of rest Mm. and not from a place of
0: Ah, we got to do more. Right. If we could all show up in the world, primarily in our marriages from a place of I am I have I've done my renewal systems to reset myself mentally, yeah. emotionally, yes. spiritually, yes, physically. And I am I'm presenting the best version of myself in my marriage. Um, oh, my gosh. I cannot begin to tell you the impact that that would make on your relationship in and of itself. Yeah. All right. Yep. Thank you for that. We didn't even rehearse those four S's. No, no. We didn't talk We're about just that. just kind of sit down and let the, the organic conversation yes. happen. I, that's what I love so much so that fast forward um we we've been kind of um working over the past um year together yeah. right yeah so tell my community how that came to be it's so crazy this yes. is
1: all god i I love, know. I love telling these stories because we couldn't have made this happen so when i first started this church we built a web app at difference.app. That's mobile our mobile church. Yeah, it's a mobile church. So we had to build <laughs> an app that everybody could use to connect for yes. all of our content. Oh,
0: Say that again out loud. We're going to also have how you can find this in the. Um, yeah. It's simple. The-
1: it's difference. The word difference.app. So we built a web app um, and all of our stuff is on there. We have meditations to help you learn the four S's There's a four S's course on there. Um, but it, as I was building the website out, there's buttons on there. Each one has a different category. I wanted to have one for marriage, mm. but I had no content, no <laughs> ideas, nothing. My idea was that we could build out this marriage platform that would in a sense be like virtual counseling mm. because here's here's the issue. Everyone needs marital help.
0: Yes. Yes, I true totally, or false, you are a marriage counselor. I'm a marriage counselor and I needed marital help. I need it because I've been to counseling. Yes, I mean there's never we're never done. No. Short of this side of heaven, we are always in the state of um growing, yeah. growing together, improving yes. different layers and hence the the whole series new year new us, there's always more. Yeah. that we can Um, really kind of open up our um, options too. And sometimes that means professional counseling, but sometimes.
1: You, you're not, so I I would categorize and you do marriage assessments. So you can categorize couples, right? There's those ones that are in that like one third at the top where they're doing pretty good, but man, there's those issues that keep coming up, Mm -hmm. but they're doing good. They've got a good rhythm, but they need some tweaking. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs that. Then Mm -hmm. you got your people are put in the next third where it's like, "Mm, we're heading down Like, we're going down a bad path here. We need to, we need to stop. We need to cauterize this where it's at. (laughs) And we need to move back towards this place of freedom in our marriage. Right. And then there's those ones that are like, we are broken. Like, we are at the place of we've tried it on. We don't know. Yeah. That that last third, you need a professional um, counselor. But maybe for those other two thirds, Mm -hmm. We could do this virtual counseling thing mm-hmm. is what I thought.
0: I love this. But in
1: order to do that, I'm going to need someone that actually knows marital counseling <laughs> and has a Christ-centered approach to that counseling. Mm-hmm. So the Lord told me to put it on hold, just put it on hold. Right. And I did I put it on hold. And I was always asking God, like, Are we ready yet? Are we ready? He's, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. One day when I least <laughs> expected it, I'm on LinkedIn and I get a... <laughs> one of those pop-up invitations from dr shannon roberts i didn't even know you uh, i no. don't even know how even it got we're popped in the same,
0: up at tampa bay area i
1: didn't know you and of course i just went like pop up delete you know <laughs> like twice it Good came up. yes twice <laughs> it came up and the lord saying like hello um she's offering you a you were offering a free 30 minute counseling, like just consultation, consultation. Right, right, like just check in, let's check in 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And God's like, check in with her. And so I was like, oh, it's free. Yeah, I'll take this. Boom. Signed up for it. And uh, as soon as we got on the phone, the Lord was saying, yes, you need that too. But this is bigger than that. I want you to tell her about what right. I put on your heart, heart about right. marriages and about yeah. families. Yeah. And what you want to do with it. And I just kind of went out, went for it. Right. And I remember your Wait, response.
0: What? what uh, tell me.
1: You were like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Uh-huh. Like, this fits my heart. This is right. what, the reason why I got into what I'm doing. Right. And I said, well... Maybe we should meet, and sort of figure this out. <laughs> like, and,
0: right? We were on that. It was, by the way, over thirty minutes because we were like, it was. We we're starting to dream big, yeah. and like God was already doing things in your heart that He was already on a journey um, mm-hmm. of preparing me for. And yeah. I had already written kind of my whole marriage made whole and all of the curriculum yes. and the modules. And yes, um, it was just like right where only God, only right? God, only God.
1: And so, we don't know where this thing is going, but the virtual counseling is now right, right. uh you know being completed and yep. The app book. is
0: almost the part yeah. of the app is almost live. Yep. We've been kind of really cutting all the different components of communication specific. Yes. And we're gonna be talking more about that because that is the core issue a lot of yep. times in marriages. Um and we you did a, a video of my brain research. Yeah, and- we
1: did this really cool um Kind of a cartoon rendition of her really your thesis, right? You right, this. right. Um, and so all of that's gonna be on there. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna help a lot of people. You're fans. gonna want to check
0: that out. Yeah. The difference.app.
1: difference.app.
0: Difference.app. Difference.app. All right. So that's kind of how what we've been doing. Yeah, and that's how we got started. Now I was like going, okay, now you got to come my way. And this mm-hmm. is why he's here doing this um new year, new us series with us on our on the Dr. Shannon podcast. So tell me, um, Pastor, um, listen, what my um, community does know, but it's worth repeating as we're at a new year. I've been talking to them about sitting down, just taking a good, honest evaluation. Yes, you, you uh, mentioned that I have a, a marriage assessment. So if you don't really know out there exactly where you fall, are you in what third of uh, you know, you can go online. I'm going to have that link as well in the show notes for you to go on and take your free marriage assessment so that, you know, because listen, an honest look, um, courageous, like inventory of where we're at is the beginning point. Yeah. Um, But listen, it's true. 52% of marriages today in um, the American um, culture Most of them are walking away saying, this is too hard. We're done. Didn't start that way, obviously, because this whole word forever, we don't want to get bogged down in that. They started with the component of I'm in it to win it forever for the lifetime. And 52% are saying can't do it. And they're hurrying up, you know, or there's something better, newer, pioneer. Uh, it's just discouraging, yeah. and um, the other statistic, um, as you well know, um, is that that's the same in the faith community as well. Wow. Yeah. Um. So there are some nuances that we can kind of speak to that as we begin. Well, what does that mean, faith community? Why is the faith community fifty-two percent as well? And if you begin to sift out, um, the that. Definition of faith, you know, there are those people that just like you said, that you found you and your wife initially kind of in the category we were believers, we mm-hmm. said that we were believers, mm-hmm. but then there's also this category of people that say we're believers, but we also practice that belief system in some kind of spiritual connection, disciplines, and yeah. rhythms. We've right? got
1: action to it,
0: right? And so when you begin looking at how that teasing out, um, those that not only have that kind of rhythm and renewal systems of connection, not only separately, but to corporately together, then we see that the divorce rate drastically drops within that category. Yeah. As
1: you start walking it out, yes. it drops off. Yeah. The percentages are so much lower. Exponentially. Yeah. Um,
0: and then we're not even going to talk about the the statistics of second marriages, which we probably could, but it's it's a little bit more dismal. Um, so let let me ask you. I mean, that's a big thing. There's a growing rise in the category of gray divorces. So yeah. people that are in your and I's category. Yeah. I obviously lost my marriage. Yeah. You know, um, over three years ago, um, it was kind of in that category of. Um, the age group where thirty-four years after um, that, you know, we we lost it. But you guys are now in this empty nest. You're thriving yeah. well. Um. So there's this tension, you know, yeah. in, that yes, there's fifty-two percent in the faith community growing, rise of even gray divorces. Yeah. But that's not the trend that you're seeing in your church. No. Talk to me. What is the trend that you're seeing?
1: Yeah. Here's what's neat. Um, I'm seeing people really start to kind of um, look at this word forever and go, wait a minute, forever. Like, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that I didn't really realize that forever is good. And instead... Many people maybe went into their marriage well, like, well, we'll see how it goes. Mm. I'm, I'm seeing at least with the community that I'm a part of now is that people are really looking at this word forever and saying, and, and here's how I'll explain it. It goes the same way with friendships in the church, right? Friendships amongst Christians, amongst believers and followers, where we walk into certain friendships and like, well, we'll see how this friendship is for a while. No, why are we doing that? Why aren't we walking into friendships and going, you know what? I really care for you. I really love mm-hmm. you. It would be better for us to be friends. Ready? Would it be better for five days or five weeks? Well, we would say, be better to be friends for five weeks. Right. Well, what about five years? What about fifteen years? What about the rest of our lives?
0: Especially if we're really putting an in investment. Yes, we're going to want to return. If you're investing
1: in that, yeah. right? Would it be better to have these like mm-hmm. family bonds as yeah. as 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 friends? So the same is true. I feel like now you've got a generation of younger people that have come up with this, with this like a lot of like airbrushed, photoshopped images and videos where everything's perfect and all these different things. And they're like, wait a minute, that's not real. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm being sold a bill of goods that my wife isn't good enough and that look at this shiny thing uh-huh. over here. But they're realizing that that's a lie. That mm-hmm. there's not there's not anything good in that.
0: That's actually encouraging to hear Yeah, because um, coming out of the pandemic, you heard all these horrible statistics, which were true by the way, that, you know, coming out of the pandemic, you know, divorce was on the rise. It really put a lot of stress on um, the relationship and being confined and it really kind of blew open what already was fractured. Mm. And you just heard these dismal stories, but we're hearing, I'm hearing this hopeful message that it also purified people's, yes. you know, priorities and began allowing them to question cultural norms yes. and um creating some tension on what are we do we really want to go back to how we were doing it and purifying motives a little bit better. Is this yep. what you're saying?
1: Yeah. And, and think about it. We all now know someone who has been part of a broken marriage. Yeah. And we have seen the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. We have felt the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. So now people are seeing that and going, wait a minute, they told me that if I did this, everything would be solved because I just kicked this out of my life. Right. Well, the thing is, it's like you just kicked the one thing out of your life that God had brought you, but yeah. you've got to actually work towards yeah. this unity together and that, that deeper waters that we're talking about, that right. deeper level of intimacy can be there. Even after 27 years of marriage, uh, there are things that my wife and I are learning now, having yes. recently become empty nesters. That we didn't know about one another. And it's a willingness. Do we go there? Yeah. Do we confront some of the uncomfortable things even in our own walk? Yeah. Yeah, we do.
0: Yeah, I love that. And my wife and I, keywords yeah. Two people in the relationship that are both willing to walk this journey. And so I am honored always in a room when two people are saying, hey, I'm ready to roll up my sleeves. Yeah. And we're going to do this work. It's the key. You can't do it solo. Yeah. You can bring yourself to the relationship sure. as a better version sure that in, in in at some point you need both you got
1: both you have to come both to the table i'm open the saddle,
0: so I'm both open. The saddle. <laughs> yeah i'm open what do you want to show me god exactly yeah, love it so i love that there's a trend towards this purifying longevity and yeah, forever and um and you had mentioned this and i want it's, it's something i want to bring your um memory back to you said I'm finding that people, having come from such uncertain times, are saying, I'm hanging on to what I know. Yeah. I love this safety and security because I'm all about this safety and security. Tell me a little bit more.
1: So um, COVID really kind of got all of us into this place of like, is the sky falling? Like, you know, we all of our security, all of our safety, everything we, we hold our hat on about wow. like, oh, my, my money, my house, my this, my my health all got rocked. And what that caused us to do is to say, wait a minute, what's really important? Having been in hospital rooms with people that are ready to yeah. breathe their last breath, nobody says, bring me my cell phone so I can do another business deal. Mm. Everyone says. The person that they want the relationship restored with, if there was brokenness in a in a marriage or a, or a son or a daughter, they're like, "Can you please call Johnny? Get him here immediately because they want that resolution." Yeah. People are realizing that the stability of a good marriage, even the stability of a marriage that's in progress, is way better than the broken, shattered pieces of a marriage gone wrong, and particularly when there are kids and starting over. And so yeah. now. COVID really got us to think about, wait a minute, what's really important? Would it be better for my wife and I to be able to celebrate 30 years in a few years? Yes.
0: Yes. What about
1: 35?
0: Oh, my goodness. How
1: about 50? Yeah. Shouldn't that be the goal? And I think people are starting to go, yeah, that is better than five. Mm. You know, it's so that's kind of what I'm what I'm seeing. And I think I think that if that's you and you're watching this, hopefully that should give you some inspiration to talk about with your spouse, like, Hey, I'm in this forever. Like I'm in this Mm. for 50, 60 until death do
0: us part. I like this. So there's a trend towards this more kind of realization that we are needing to hang on to what we've, we've got.
1: Yes. To what's real,
0: to what's real. And so you had told me a story. I don't know if you even have permission to tell this story, but maybe you can tell enough of the story that we're protecting in anonymity. But just couples that are beginning to ask just curious questions, like let's get outside the norm. Yeah. Let's start asking why why are we doing what we're doing? And is it what we want for our future? And this is what it's all about, guys, is that, willingness to sit down and say, is this what we want? And, and oh, by the way, we have the power to change it if we so desire, but we have to ask the real questions. We have to get curious. We have to maybe just want more, more realness. Yes. Authenticity. Um, so tell me, tell my community the story that you had told me about this beautiful couple.
1: Yeah. So I think, um, over time, um, People like, for example, this one particular couple, they they found themselves at this, this big church and they're doing all the things on the weekend, trying to get their kids into the soccer thing and the ballet lesson and all these different busy activities. And um, COVID really got them thinking about, wait a minute, why are we doing this? And hey, how can we do things that way? And why is our life like this? Yep. And they started asking all these questions and... Not found, just
0: like m- moving mindlessly and no, and like, found themselves
1: right? going, Wait a minute, we need to re prioritize, we need to reorganize, recategorize what is important to our lives. For example, sitting at the dinner table mm-hmm. every night together without TVs on, without phones at the table, this is an important thing. And so they started to just kind of reorient their life around. Asking these curious questions, why are we doing this? And then realizing like we have the control to be able to change this. Mm. And one of the things for them, and again, it's each person has their own different thing. Correct. Was why are we doing church the way we're doing it? And so now they're part of the difference and they they have a home experience where they're doing it in their home. And they've started to shift some things and um, it's been a neat journey to watch.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's what my, our encouragement to you today is. Thank you for showing up for the beginning of this series. We want to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. We want to kind of create some tension so that yeah. you're asking some really great questions, creating discussions, doing your own personal courageous um, inventory. Is where you're at in your um, relationship satisfactory to you, or do you want more? How do you get more? What are the first steps? I mean, this is it. We're gonna be it. we're gonna be kind of asking all these questions providing um, direction, maybe um, initial first steps. So thank you for being here with us today. And we look forward to more in the the weeks to come. Thank you, Love Leaders. This has been such a joy. Thank you for being with us at the Love Leading with Dr. Shannon. Look into the show notes for the Difference Church um, and how you can get in contact and how you can take your initial marriage assessment before we go into the further discussion. And as always, go and love well. See you next time. Thank you for listening, love leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.